sung there, the reason I live is to worship you. You said that. You said it. The reason I live is to worship. Is that true? Is that the reason you live? Is that the reason you get up in the morning? Because that's God's will. Did you know that? God's will is that you should worship him. You know it says that? Jesus said that? Jesus said it's God's will that you should worship him. And if you look into John's Gospel, where we frequently go, because it's, uh, it's very personal, John. He records what Jesus did. Chapter 4 we, we need. He records things that the other writers of the Gospels don't record. And I think that if you should read any gospel as a priority, you should read John's, John's gospel because it looks at the intimacy of Jesus with his disciples, especially the last few chapters. In fact, from chapter 15, he's talking to his disciples. We're not we're going into chapter 4, as I've already said. Familiar. I've read this here many times. I've spoken on it many times. But as we've sung that chorus, that song this morning, uh, and we sung those words, the reason I live is to worship you. And that's what Jesus says here. That's what God wants from you and I. So verse 1. Um, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard, now bear that in mind, when the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Now, the whole of Judea, Jerusalem, and all those around Jordan went out to be baptized of John. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people went out to be baptized with John confessing their sins, the baptism of repentance. But Jesus baptized more than John baptized. You don't often hear that spoken about, do you? But it's as we read here, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, so Jesus' disciples at this point were baptizing people at this very point I don't, don't I've ever heard that preached upon maybe we'll do that one day so he left Judea and departed and again into Galilee so he was going to Galilee if you know your geography Galilee is we should have a map Galilee is up here there's Lake Galilee can you see this is Lake Galilee there's a place here called Samaria, and down here is Judea. Okay, it's like three places. Judea, Samaria, 
Galilee. Now here you've got the River Jordan coming down from the River Galilee down to the Dead Sea. You with me? Now, the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get on very well. They weren't the best of buddies. So what the Jews used to do, they used to walk across the Jordan and go what we would now call Jordan or Syria. I'm not quite sure. Jordan, I suppose. Uh, you know, there's a place called Jordan because it's the other side of the River Jordan. That makes sense, doesn't it? And then they'd go up in, into Galilee up there. So they'd always avoid going through Samaria. Okay? Because they considered the Samaritans to be unclean. Much like uh, some Hindus, the Brahmins, consider other castes of Hinduism to be unclean and they don't mix with them. So look, at that's the picture we're looking at here. But he must needs go through Samaria. Jesus knew he had to go against the traditions, he had to go against the culture of the Jews, and he was going to go through Samaria against the culture that it developed. He says he must needs. Then he comes to a city of Samaria which is called Sychar or in the Old Testament Shechem in the Old Testament near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey sat thus on the well and it was about the sixth hour, that is midday. Then comes a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy food. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you'd have known the gift of God. There's something. Do you know the gift of God? If you'd have known the gift of God. It's a gift. You, uh, and who it is that speaks unto you, It says, give me to drink. You would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. So there's two things. That if you'd have known the gift, and who it is that's speaking to you, you would have done this. If you'd known. But obviously, she didn't know. And we'll, we'll find that in a minute. She didn't know who it was. She didn't know the gift of God. And so we'll read on. He would have given you living water. She was going to the well for something, somewhere which was temporal, earthly. And she'd have to come again, and she'd have to come again, and she'd have to come again to get water, wouldn't she? Repeatedly, until till the end of her life. She was dependent on the earthly water. Her body, God has made us in such a way where we, we'll die without water, won't we? We all know that. 
will die without food. But you'll, you can live longer, you can exist longer without food than you can water, especially in heat like this. Or in the part of the country where, where this was, where Jesus was. It was very hot. He was weeded with his journey. Physically, he was, he was tired. He'd been walking from Judea and now all the way up to Samaria. He was tired. We might say he was tired out. He was a man. But he was God incarnate at the same time. You'd have asked of him and he would have given you. See, you've just got to ask. All you've got to do is ask. God? People don't, you see. We read this and we read it and we read it we read it. But they never ask. Do you know why they don't ask? Because they don't believe. And if you don't believe, you can't receive. And this, we've covered this, I've said this many times, so, you know, i got a gift for you. Oh, see? Exactly what I'm talking about. Don't know how to receive. Just don't know how to receive. It's a gift. You've just got to receive. Take it. Why didn't you take it? Being offered to you. God's offering you eternal life. His own life. Are you refusing it? Died on Calvary to give you his life. His own life. It's a free gift. You'd have asked. And he would have given you. And the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from whence then hast thou the living water. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? See, she's just thinking of, never mind the dog, she's just thinking of the physical water. That's all she's thinking about is the physical water. She's not cottoned on yet to what Jesus was talking about. Are you greater than our father Jacob? Well, of course he is. He's God. And he wants to give her eternal life. His own life. She said the well is deep. The well's very deep. And you know your well is very deep? Did you know your well, the soul, your soul is very deep? God wants to fill it with his life. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give shall never thirst never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a spring of water springing up into everlasting life this is not a futuristic thing this is not when I die by and by in the sky this is now and anyone who believes can receive 
and that is the key to receiving is believing you can have this living water springing up in you now giving you eternal life but let's go on get to my point The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water. There you are. She responded, Give me this water. Give it to me. Have you ever said that to Jesus? Give me this water. He's waiting for you to ask him. Give me this water. There she was. This is Jesus is speaking to her. There and then. Can you hear him speaking to you now? Ask of me. And I will give you. I'll give you. Ah, you're getting the idea, finally. Good. I will give you. Ask of me. Only you can do that. No one else can do that for you. Hallelujah. Try and find my place. Give me this water that I thirst not. Isn't that lovely? Of course, she thought I'd never, she'd never, ne <laughs> never need to go and draw physical water. She still didn't quite understand it. Jesus said to her, "Go, call thy husband and come hither." And the woman answered and said, "I have no husband." Jesus said to her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband in this thou sayest truly. So it's being honest with Jesus. That's what Jesus wants. <laughs> he wants us to be honest. So he's going to give her the water, but you have to be honest with him first. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. Ah, now she's getting the picture. Ah, so this man is, he, know, he knows that I've had five husbands and the fellow I'm with now, Russell Davis from the Cum, he's not my husband. He's just living with him, she's just living with the fella. How did he know this? She thought, he must be a prophet. And then this is it. This is what she thinks, okay? Now this is what she thinks. Please listen ever so carefully. This is what she thinks. Our fathers, now she's talking about her fathers, worshipped in this mountain. That was a mountain in Samaria. You say, that is the Jews, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So that's what she's thinking, okay? She's just brought up the subject of worship. No one told her about it. She just brought up the subject herself. Something moved in her heart to do with this everlasting 
spring of water and the fact that this man was prophetic something moved in her in her deeps because he told her you don't have any husbands do you you've had five but he's not your husband now is he something moved in her got to the root of her need it was the need of a heart that needed a man that needed a man that needed a man that needed a man and was never satisfied she needed to have this living water but she automatically connected it with worship and I want to tell you you were made to worship God and she knew it how did she know it? She said, our fathers worshipped here and you lot, in the Jews, say that we should worship in Jerusalem. And this was Jesus' answer. And it is your, his answer to you today. If you're thirsty. If you're honest and truthful with him. Jesus said unto her, verse 21, Woman! Believe me, the hour cometh when you shall worship, neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem, worship the Father. You worship what you know not. We, worship, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour comes, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit. And in truth, for the Father seeks or desires such to worship him. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And the woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh which is called Christ. And when he is come, he will tell us all things. Now she's getting the idea, isn't she? Now he's told me all this. Now you're telling me this. She's suddenly dawning on her. Tell us all things. This Christ is going to tell us all things. Read John's first epistle about the Christ within. Tells us all things. I won't go there now. It's not my theme. He's going to tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am. The word he, if you got it in your Bible, is in italics. That means it's not in the original. He that speaks unto you am. I am. I am Christ. That's what he's saying. I am Christ. Here I am. I'm the one give you living water the Samaritans were thirsty Chinese are thirsty the Scottish unless there's something wrong with them of course if they're not thirsty maybe they're dead <laughs> you know you're not thirsty when you're dead are you the Welsh all of us are thirsty whether they're Samaritans or Jews I don't know where you come from. 
So he is Christ. God the Father. And this is his message to her. Firstly, if she'd have asked the gift of God, he would have given unto her living water. And she should never thirst again. There's a lovely old, old chorus. I don't know if you know it. Goes, uh, and whosoever Jesus said shall never, never thirst again. What? N you know it? How'd it go? What? Never thirst again. No, never thirst again. And whosoever drink, uh, Jesus said shall never, never thirst again. And now he's saying to her, the Father is seeking. He's seeking people to worship him. Not in this mountain. You don't even know what you're worshipping, he says to her. Not in Jerusalem. That's all going to end. And it did in AD 70. God destroyed the whole lot of it. Destroyed the temple. There wasn't one stone left upon another. God had finished with all that. Judaism. Mostly it had become man-made. Contrary to what God ever had in his heart. But God's seeking. What does it say? Let's just look at those few words. In verse 23. The hour comes and now is when the what worshippers? The pretending ones? No, I'm serious. True. True worshippers. Ah. Not people who go into a building called a church, which it isn't, because it's just a building, and sing. That's not worship. That's not worship. True worship. They shall worship the Father in spirit. That's worship. That's true worship, is worshipping the Father in spirit. You shouldn't have sat there, Dee Dee, and nearly stood on your toes once or twice. <laughs> in spirit and in truth. Do you know the only way to worship the Father in spirit and in truth is you to have the spirit of truth in yourself? In this book. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will lead you into all truth. He'll take of the things of mine and reveal them unto you. You can read it further on in this gospel. I just want to say, God is seeking. Jesus said, I've come to seek them that are lost. He's, and he's now saying, my father is seeking. God the Father is seeking worshippers to worship him. It's not going to choral service or whatever they call it and singing things. It's from our spirit. In fact, you can worship God without any words. In real worship, there is no words. Just you and God together. You know what worship is in the end of the day? Pure love. Pure love. And this is 
just say this thou shalt love the Lord with all your heart with all your strength with all your mind thou shalt have no false gods before me thou shalt not bow down to them or worship them shall not worship them why? because you've got to love God with all your heart that's what he wants you to do to love him with all your heart this is what he, thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy heart with all thy mind with all thy strength is that what you're doing? do you know this in your life? do you know this love and this worship of God that consumes you? I just want to worship God I just want I love God with all my heart I love him and I, I worship him and there's something inside a man and a woman that knows God truly knows him and they just want to worship him they don't care about anything this world what's this world compared to God He made you to worship him. He wants you to love him with all your heart. And he wants you to receive the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way it can possibly be. I've said that because we sung it. And what number was it? Is it 15? No, it's 37. Shall we sing it again? And when we sing that, the reason I live, think, won't you sing in please? The reason I live. And ask yourself, what's the reason that I'm living? What do you think the reason was that you were born? Why do you think you were born? Ask yourself, why was I born? But well, here's the answer. To worship God. Amen. Just spend a few minutes in quiet and then I'll I'll pray. Hallelujah. Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I encourage you to open your heart and to ask. You would have asked of me and he'd have given you living water. So ask. Now's your opportunity. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Jesus.
You know, it's a common saying in the world, and I often use it, if you don't ask, you don't get. It's up to you. If you don't ask, you don't get. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Amen, Lord. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 You want to pray? Pray. I encourage you to pray and open your heart, open your mouth. Don't leave it to others to pray. It's your salvation, not theirs. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. <coughs> Hallelujah. Glory. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all liberally and upbraids not and it shall be given but let him ask in faith nothing doubting for he that doubts is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraids not, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, nothing doubting. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, we thank you that 
this opportunity. You give us opportunity. Every day you give us opportunity. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. And the, the, the minutes are ticking, Lord, to the time when we can no longer pray that prayer, where we will never be in a position where we can receive from you, Lord. Tick, tick, tick is passing us by, our life's passing us by. Give us some common sense, Lord. You've come given your life, you've hung on Calvary, you paid for our sin. You've done everything so we can have eternal life, so we can be cleansed, so we can be pure, so we can live with you forever. That's why you came. We were born for this. We were born to worship God in spirit and truth. God's here for you now, Mary. God wants to give you the Holy Ghost, my dear. That's why he died on Calvary. Call out to him, ask him. Don't doubt in your heart. I'm, I'm nothing, I'm just a voice. I'm just declaring to you the truth. But it's up to you to open your heart and to receive. And you must receive. True faith always receives always open your heart call on god ask him to give you his spirit ask him